Welcome to the Sunday Morning Meeting Podcast from Kingdom Faith Yorkshire. Today's message is by Shona Ward. So, well, Brian and I were um, sitting last night chatting about how we'd planned the, the, uh, the morning. Um, some of what happened was Holy Spirit intervention, but we did sort of like say, well, Holy Spirit, this is what we plan to do, but you know, so awesome. Um, right. Where are we now? When Pastor Paul said on, on Thursday, could you preach? It was kind of like in the context of, well, I can't really say no. <laughs> because he'd been talking about stepping up and being bold and courageous. So I kind of like thought, well, I can hardly say no now, Paul. <laughs> but anyway, um, but it's also something that uh, I've been working on as part of my um, growing, I think, just, just maturing, is, um, yeah, stop saying I can't do that. Because that's, that's the truth about who I am in the natural. But um, actually, if I say yes and rely on the Holy Spirit, then I can do all things. I have more than enough, as Pastor Paul's been quoting a certain verse. Um, so, yeah. So as I speak, I just pray that the Holy Spirit brings you revelation, brings you freedom, brings you something, a little nugget that you can take home and, and work on. So... Um, where to start? This is a good point, question. Um, Psalm 91 has been um, coming up in quite a lot of what we've been doing uh, recently. We've, we've uh, Pastor Paul read it out one night, I think, um, and we've taken a hold of that in, in the prayer group, and we've been praying it. There's a lot of things happening in this world that cause us to um, be anxious or to... Um, wonder where we turn to. Um, so, I, so we've been praying that people um, turn to Jesus, um, put their hope and their their trust in Him. So, um, there's lots in the in the psalm, but I'm just going to leave it hanging there for a bit till I get get further on. So, um, as some of you know, I'm doing um, the BA in Mission and Theology. Um, and recently that's meant um, starting a module that talks about narrative and how you use narrative or storytelling. Uh, we went to Birmingham for what they call an intensive. So you spend three days in Birmingham and do a module there. Um, and one of the questions um, that was asked was, could I name five sermons that had really spoken to me, that really um, made an impact on me? And we had one minute to think of it. So... Yeah, exactly. So you know what happens when somebody asks you a question? Your mind goes blank. I can't think of any sermons ever, ever, at all, ever. Um, and that happened for about 20 minutes where I'm going, come on, Jesus, there must be something. <laughs> you know. But um, eventually, um, within that minute, I got one. I thought, oh, I know this one. Let's put that down. And then it was like, oh, yeah, this one. I know that. And so it did come because, you know, I've listened to a lot of sermons in my life. Um, <laughs> But some of them have really made an impact. So then after that minute was up, we got, we got, to, um, got asked another question. Name five people that have made an impact in your life. Well, in a minute, you can think of far more than five, can't you? And it, the point was that he said that sometimes um, it's the people that make a difference rather than the words that they speak. And I thought, I thought that was really 
really good. Um, I had to do an essay on um, cessationism versus continuing continuousness. I can't even say the word, never mind anything. But anyway, it, um, it caused me a point of, of anxiety because I realized that I was listening to so, so many different people's points of view. Um, and because I had to do it, I had to do it, I had to read it. And at one point, it was, it was really affecting um, my faith. It was really affecting how I engaged on a Thursday night, how I engaged on a Sunday morning. It was causing so much doubt. It was, it was just, um, yeah, it was causing so much doubt. And it reminded me of James, um, James 1 and 6, where it says, you know, if you listen to man's arguments, you're just tossed back and forward. And it was a little bit like that. I was kind of like tossed back, back and forward. So in all of that, I then had to think, okay, um, what is it that I believe and how do I find out what I believe? If, if this is tossing me back and forward, how do I get onto that firm ground again? So um, I looked up at um, 1 Corinthians. Yes, 1 Corinthians 3. This is one. Of, the Lord's led me to so many different scriptures. So um, there will be a few going back and forwards. But I think I've got them all marked, so it shouldn't take too long. So 1 Corinthians 3.11 says, For no other foundation can anyone lay than that which is laid, which is Christ Jesus. So you can build your foundation on on man's words, but if somebody else comes along with a counter-argument, then you go, oh, I'll stand on this one. Oh, no, wait a minute. We'll go back to this one. Oh, no, 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 wait a minute. And you're going like this, aren't you? But the solid ground of what Jesus has done and what he said, that's a firm foundation that you can stand firm on and you can know. And the words of the, um, that song, uh, Blessed Assurance. Blessed Assurance, Jesus is mine. That's, that's, that's something, that is assurance. That is a sure and certain um, thing that I can hold on to that is, that is in here, that is what I am. Um, an heir of salvation. Well, how can I be sure I'm an heir of salvation? Well, if I looked up uh, Romans 8.17, it says, well, verse 16 says, the spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, then heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. Can you imagine that? A joint, I am a joint heir with Christ. If you've given your life to Jesus, you are a joint heir of Christ. That is just... That is just like, whoa, mind-blowing. Um, so that is, what, um, that is what I build my um, foundation on, that, that solid rock that Jesus is um, my saviour, that he is, um, that I am an heir of salvation, that he has um, purchased me. So 1 Corinthians 6.20 6 says, for you were bought at a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. I am now God's. I am now God's. Like, that is God. God Almighty, God the Savior, God the Holy Spirit. I am his. He belongs to me. So having, um, having kind of got my, my firm foundation back, it was... It was um, it was like, oh, hallelujah, 
solid ground. And it felt like a little bit like when Jesus calmed the storm. Like sometimes we go through storms, sometimes we get tossed back and forward. But actually, Jesus himself calms the storm. When you turn to him, he'll calm the storm. He'll give you the words that you need to hear. Um, And yeah, so back to Psalm 91. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the mighty. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God, in him I will trust. Now, I was, um, there's been a lot of um, different sermons that um, have spoken to me. And recently, um, one of them has been uh, Dave Baker and what he said. Um, and he had an image that was a bit different to a strong tower. Like sometimes, sometimes we think, yes, that's a strong tower. Yes, it's like, like I'm there. But actually, sometimes that doesn't connect with the love that you need to feel. And so when, when Dave was talking about all the different animals, I just thought, yeah, that, that's so good, isn't it? That's a different image that helps you understand the love that, that God has for you. So if you can imagine, you know, like a big, strong eagle, big, strong eagle and the shadow of his wings, and you're kind of like, that's where you're safe, that's where you're secure, that's where you're sitting, and that's, that's your refuge and fortress. You, when you say, you know, refuge and fortress, you think of, you know, like you might have an image of Scarborough with the, the fortress and the walls or somewhere, somewhere that's like that, that's a, a, a refuge and a place that you're safe. But actually, if you have, some, if you have an image of like an eagle's wings or something like that, you know, in, in verse um, 4 it says, he shall cover you with his feathers. And under his wings you shall take refuge. So it's, it's like connecting with the love of it, connecting with him and his wings are like his arms and he puts them round about you and nothing, nothing can then separate you from that love. You know, so um, back to the New Testament. Matthew, um, Matthew seven twenty four. Therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain descended, the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house, and it did not fall, for it was founded on the rock. But everyone who hears these sayings of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. And the rain descended, the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house, and it fell, and great was its fall. So if you want to build your house on the solid rock, you have to listen, and you have to do. There's, there's no point listening and then doing nothing about it. Um, we had a great time on the Sunday evening after Dave had spoken. Um, we were doing stuff with Claire on growing in the prophetic, and it, and it was really good it was because she told us about the story that Dave had been on from a word that she had spoken into his life that he took and he, he went and he studied and he, and he came up with that amazing, um, amazing preach, which if you haven't listened to it, go onto the podcast and listen. It is really genuinely very uplifting, really good, um, and helps you to understand maybe why you're having some of the problems that you're having. And then you can, you can um, stand back on the solid ground that I, that I did. Um, in Psalm 91, I, I think it's like 
when you walk, it's when you look at the last bit of it, it's like because you set your love upon him, he will deliver you. He will set him, he will set you on high. He because he has known your name, he shall do this. He will do that. He will be with you in trouble. He will honor you um, with long life. He will satisfy you and he will show you his salvation. I mean, like that is that is a paraphrase of what it says here, because I'm, put, I'm personalizing it for me. Um, but that's what happens if you put your if you put your trust in God, if you put your trust in him, then he does stuff. You know, it's like you're not there all on your own. You're there with the almighty savior. You're there with the mighty God. You're there with the creator of heavens and earth. He comes in and he does stuff. So I was putting it in terms of, you know, like talking to people about um, Brexit and the negotiations and how, how it's troubled our nation. You know, it, it's like there's division here, there's division there. Um, I'm, I'm a Scottish person, so, you know, I'm kind of like going, go Nicola. Um, but, you know, but... It's kind of like you're on two, two sides of the bridge. Um, on one side, you've got people who think Europe is awful. They, you know, spiritualize it, think, oh, um, this is all mentioned and this has been prophesied and da, 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 and we shouldn't have anything to do with it. On the other side, you've got people who think, no, 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 we should remain because it's going to be safer and we've got to have all this trade and look at what happened if we don't have any trade and we'll all fall to bits. Um, and we could be like the, the foolish um, house that would just fall. You know, uh, it, what spoke to me was the song that we sing. It's like, as nations rise and fall, which I can't remember the rest of the lyrics of, but it was just like nations rise and nations fall. But if we have a solid foundation of who our God is, of what he has said he will do, then we can take that in that message of reconciliation that Paul um, has been talking about. And we can say, we have got assurance and certain hope. We have got a sure and certain foundation. We know that nations might rise and fall. However, our God is for us and our God has promised that he will do this. So you have that peace in your life, don't you? You, you know, like when Jesus calms the storms, there's peace. And it's not saying storms don't come and don't go because in here he says he will deliver us from the fowler. He will deliver us from the perilous pestilence. You know, he will deliver us from the terror by night um, and we won't be afraid of the the arrows during the day or whatever walks in darkness you know like I was thinking yes because some of what David was talking about was like all these things that come at night I think it was the wolf yeah that's the wolf he's nodding good um, and and how they walk come in a pack and you know like you don't just get oh, just try that chuck that word at you oh no I'll chuck that one 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 you know and and your mind's going Ugh. And, and that was a bit like what I was like when I was doing this essay. It was just like, oh, the, this, 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 and this. What if, what if, oh, dear, oh, you know. And I had a whole load of stuff coming at, coming at me. However, um, along my journey, I have learned that you have to dwell. You have to be rooted. You have to be planted, um, as um, Colossians 2 says. She has having it somewhere. Yes. Colossians 2, 7. Oop, sorry. I have to see which actual bit. It's that one. There we go. So Colossians uh, 2, 7 says, As you therefore have received 
Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him, rooted and built up in him and established in the faith, as you have been taught, abounding in it with thanksgiving. Um, I have got some amazing friends because I've taken that word as, um, and run with it and thought, right, I'm no longer a pot plant. I used to think I was a pot plant. Standing in the corner, nobody loving me, just there, no, not, no connection with people. Um, however, I've realized that that is not true. I am planted in this amazing garden with this amazing family with so much, um, ah, just an abundance of good stuff in it. Um, and that's helped me to, to stay firm. Um, Joyce and Richard are just such an amazing, I mean, like 50 years. Woo! Amazing. Um, I, we got to, Brian and I are in our 30s, very early 30s. Um, but I remember when we, when we did our 25th, it was like, how did that happen? How has that happened? Really, one, because I didn't think I was old enough to be married 25 years. But, but A, thank you. <laughs> but, <laughs> but because um, in our marriage, there have been times when I didn't, you know, stay rooted and grounded in, in the love that Brian had for me. I was taking it and chucking it and saying, because um, in all the circumstances that I found myself in, I was not leaning on God's word and I was not leaning on, on what I should have done. I, I was genuinely um, reacting to my feelings and my emotions, which caused me to run off in the opposite direction and not, not stay planted and rooted and deal with stuff. And in, in, my, in our lives, we've been in the Air Force, so it was quite easy to do stuff like that. Because, you know, like, don't have to deal with that because Brian will be off somewhere again for another six months soon. So, you know, or we're, we're moving somewhere else so that we can start again with the new kind of like, you know, nobody knows us, da-da-da-da-da. However, um, we can't do that here. And we've got friends who will not let us do that either. So it's like, <laughs> but you need, you need friends like that, don't you? You need friends who will go, um, Gideon, what are you doing hiding in that cave? Get back over here, <laughs> you know. And no, you can't run away. God's called you here. Um, which we, knew, we do know. We know we're called. Um, God spoke to us years and years and years ago. Yeah, a long time ago. She says trying to think of how long it was. But we were living in Germany and we went to faith camp one year. And I went to the prayer school and I, um, Pastor Judas was running it at the time. And she came out with this. So if you've got your vision and your dream and your whatever for your life, and I'm going, uh, no, uh, you know, oh, woe is me. I am an awful Christian. I don't have one of those. Um, and then she said, um, but it's all right. Don't, you know, if you, if, you, if you don't think you have one, just ask God. So I asked God and I thought, I'm never asking him again. It was just like this amazing picture that really, really, really freaked me out for ages. Um, however, in 2007, when Pastor Paul and Kate were coming up here, Pastor Paul stood at faith camp and told the story of what he was doing, and he, and he, and he was talking about the Dare to Dream vision. And I, as I sat there listening to this Dare to Dream vision, I thought, oh, oh, and oh. Because what he was saying, the Holy Spirit was just reminding me of that, the picture and the vision that he'd given me 
all those years ago. And I'm going, ooh. And so I turned to face Brian, just as he turned to face me, which has only ever happened once before in our whole entire lives, and went, do you think God is, oh dear. <laughs> but it's a, but it's a, it, it was a picture that, um, that obviously God used, and he planted there. And I kind of like run away from it, because I thought, well, no, I can't do that, I'm not that, I'm not this, I'm not that, da, 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 da. Um, but over the years, I've learned to trust in God. I've learned to get rooted in his love. I've re- learned to get rooted um, in what he says over me, which is much more um, important than feelings, although at that time, the feelings were winning. But God perseveres, you know. You know? God perseveres. He doesn't give up on you. He, he, he never gives up. His love never runs out on you, no matter what you're going through, no matter what storm you're having, having to face. Um, his love doesn't run out on you. Um, and it's getting, it's getting that firm foundation in you. It's standing firm with the people that God's placed round about you that's, um, that's helped me stay here and do these things like talking and preaching. So I've got some notes about Paul and Sally. So I'm just looking up what Paul and Sally said. Yes. Oh, there you go. Look, parable of the sower, Sally. <laughs> that deeper. There you go. See? It's like, um, I got the notes I got of it was pursuing the kingdom in our lives, in our community. God's planting seeds that, that, bear, that bear fruit. So, um, so then she went on and, and expounded all over it. Lots and lots. And I remember, I don't know which one it was, um, but I remember writing out in here things about all my feelings. It's not very, um, not very productive, I don't think. But it, but it was. It was like, what's, what's the weeds? Okay, so here are, here are some of my weeds. It's like, um, what, do I need to, what do I need to write to let go of? Because I don't see the point of me. Right? I'm a bit of dust that's just been lost on the floor or a seed that's been lost on the floor. Um, you know, just, um, and it was like, I feel crushed, broken, alone, heartbroken, and angry. Am I just pretending not to be? Da da. Diddly da. So, as you can see, God's taken me a long way. You know, a long, a long way from the feelings and the emotions and the things that you're going through. And I mean, lots of, lots of these emotions were just about stress because I was doing a degree and it was hard. <laughs> um, but, but like I said, it's like God, God has done all those things. God has, has delivered me. He set me on high. And, you know, I called upon him and he was with me. He delivered me from them. And I think um, that's what we... That's what we need to do, you know, like, like, like with um, Claire and with David. They engage in what God is saying. They, they bring it in, and then you can grow, and then you can know, um, and then you can be set free. So, because God's got great plans for us all. He's got great plans for this, this nation. He's got great plans for, for um, everybody here. He's got great plans for everybody who is out there. Um, but we have to know. We have to know in our knower first so that then we can take that message out and we can go 
it go on with it. So that, that was Sally's bit. I've no idea what Pastor Paul's bit was. Let me think. Come on, Jesus. Holy Spirit. Yes. The cinnamon oil. And when I looked it up, I thought, oh, I remember the, the anointing. It was powerful. But actually, have I really taken that into, you know, have I really walked out in that since then? Because that's like a um, ministering in intimacy. And it was all about intimacy, which, um, which has been a bit of an issue um, in my life. It's been intimate with people, being open, being vulnerable. It's not something that's, um, that's been easy. And that, that's because I had a past that, that wasn't. It was a past where I, I wasn't connected, where my stepdad didn't want to know me, said I wasn't his child, where my actual biological father I've never actually known. So um, apart from the fact he was an Egyptian doing English at Glasgow University, hence my skin colouring. Um, and where um, my skin was like really, really bad. Um, I, I would have um, spots and what we'd call in Scotland, plukes. <laughs> but they would come out all the time. My skin was so dry, so broken. Um, and they would come out all the time. So it led people to call me scabby. But, you know, that's not my identity. But it took a long time for me to get over it. It took a long time for me not to see myself as someone who was rejected and not wanted and not invited and, you know, but, but God's done it, you know, God's done it. I, I mean, like in worship, I just love it. I just sort of like get lost, you know, because in that place, it, when I engaged with the Holy Spirit in worship, there is just such an intimacy, such a sense of being loved, such a sense of it, it is all right. God's got it covered. God is here, right here with you that, you know, it's, it's that. And, and I and, and so that um, anointing is working its way out. You know, that, that, that anointing that God anointed me with is like, um, yeah, it's working its way out. And one of the, one of the things that we were doing is um, in the, uh, what we got there? Yes. Is talking about knowing, knowing his voice. Like, that his sheep know his voice. Well, you can't get to know his voice if you're not intimate. Do you know, you can't, you, you just won't. If somebody, if, if, some, if Brian phoned me on the phone, I would know it's him. I'd know, you know, apart from the fact it comes up with reader these days. But, you know, do you know what I mean? It's like he would start talking and I would know it was him. Whereas for some, some of you others out there listening or sitting here, it might take me a little bit longer to recognize your voice, depending on how much we, we're intimate with one another, I suppose, how much time we spend with one another. But God says that the way to get to know him is to read his word, get into the word, get, learn to hear his heart of love for you, get intimate that way, and then, you can, and then you'll know his voice. So it was a time when there was all these, um, it must have been about two years ago maybe, maybe not as long as that. Um, but I, I was going through this thing of saying, that's not, that's not the father's voice. 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 And I don't necessarily do it quite as much now, but it's knowing what God says that can tell you that 
oh, that's not what God the Father's saying. That, and and I, used to, I used to sort of like think, oh, is it me? Is it this? Is it that? Well, it doesn't really matter. Because if it's not the Father's voice, don't listen. <laughs> yeah? Listen to what the Holy Spirit's saying. Get intimate with, with God through, through the Holy Spirit. And he will, he will lead you and he will guide you. And you will stand on the, on the firm foundation that, that is him. And you can be rooted and grounded in his love. And together we here can do what it is that God's called us um, to do. We don't want to allow the bear to come and steal our honey. We don't want the bear to be coming in and taking our confidence or taking our joy or taking our peace. We don't want circumstances to come in and to rob us of that either. So, yeah, get intimate. When we do freedom in Christ with people, we say, read out the daily declarations, read them out. And you do notice that the people who actually do it grow in their freedom, grow in their joy, grow in the knowledge of of that, as opposed to the others who think, oh, well, this will never work. Well, don't give up. Keep doing it. Keep doing it and keep doing it. They, they do say it takes 40 days, you know. And for those of you who, who have given up something for Lent, 40 days is a, is a while. It's a while. I know there's some, some friends of mine on Facebook, and they're doing, I think it's 10,000 steps every day of Lent for raising funds for cancer, you know. And uh, uh, 10 days in, I think they're, or however many days it is, uh, they're finding it difficult, but they're not going to give up because they've got a goal in mind. So don't give up because you've got a goal in mind. And it's that deeper intimacy with God. He will, he will be with you and he will help you. Um, so, yeah, so I thought I'd finish with this. This is something that um, I got down in Horsham years ago. Um, it's called... My daily faith confession. Um, and it's in my Bible. And sometimes I read it and sometimes I don't. But it's amazing because it's in there how often it, the Bible just goes, and you go, oh, yeah, here we go. So I'm going to read them out and just let them soak into you. Jesus Christ is my Lord. I am in him by God's grace. Today I live and move and have my being in him. The Lord is my life. His life has become my life. Today I have all that is in him, every spiritual blessing in heavenly places. The Lord is my righteousness. He has cleansed me from my sins by his blood and made me totally acceptable in his sight. Today I will live free from sin. The Lord has given me his spirit. I have an anointing from the Holy One. And this, I'll just pause there. Because the anointing comes from God. Sometimes you feel it's been given you by somebody else. Like, oh, that person prayed for me. That person laid hands on me. That person did this. But actually, the anointing comes from the Holy Spirit. It might, they might be the hands that, that do it or the mouth that speaks it. But the anointing actually comes from the Holy One. The one who speaks and, you know, the heavens and earth are formed and kept. That's the one who speaks. That's the one who gives you the the anointing. And today he fills me with his power and leads me into all truth. The Lord is my peace. Today I do not need to worry about anything. That's a good one. That's a good one. Today I do not need to worry about anything. So I don't need to worry about it. 
Today, when there's all this chaos going on in the world, I don't need to worry about it. I trust in my God. He is my peace. The Lord is with me always. He will never leave me nor forsake me. Today, his presence goes with me and gives me rest. I mean, that's just amazing, isn't it? God is with me. His presence rests with me. It's just, wow, awesome. There's more. The joy of the Lord is my strength. Today, I will rejoice in him and give thanks in all circumstances. His praise will be on my lips. That's kind of a hard one sometimes. Um, Because sometimes our circumstances ain't very nice. But the joy of the Lord is my strength, and I will rejoice in him. The Lord is my healer. By his stripes I am healed. For he bore my infirmities and carried my sicknesses. He is my health and salvation. So today I speak his health and healing over my life. I resist all sickness in his name. The Lord is my provider. He is my shepherd, so, so that I shall not want. Today he makes all grace abound to me, so that in all things, at all times, having all that I need, I will abound in every good work. Yeah. The Lord is my shepherd, so that I shall not want. One of the things that the Lord did was lead me by his still waters, because my soul needed restoring. And sometimes your, your soul needs restoring, so the Lord will lead you by still waters. But be led by him. Allow him to lead you by his still waters. The Lord is my banner, my victory. He always leads me in triumphant procession in Christ. Today I shall live as an overcomer. It's like, yeah, come on, I'm an overcomer. The Lord loves me. Today I abide in his love. I can love others with the same love with which he loves me. That for me, as you might have um, gathered, took a long while for me to actually believe that, that actually I can love people, that people love me and I can love them. It's, um, yeah, it's good to live in the joy of that and the freedom of it. The Lord has given me authority over all the power of the enemy. Today, I submit myself to God. I resist the devil and he flees from me. I overcome him by the blood of the lamb and the word of my testimony. The pastor Paul was saying on um, Thursday, the testimony. It's the testimony of what Jesus does. It's the testimony of who he is. It's the testimony of what he's done in our lives and what he's done. It's, it's kind of like our story. It's your story. It's, it, you know, like your individual stories, but they make up a big story of what, what God is doing. Brian, Brian and I came here 11 years ago. And I, there's, a, there's a joke that he was wanted by the police before he even got here um, because of the way circumstances worked out but God was making a way for the angels to happen and then it was like the other night there a policeman phoned him again <laughs> saying are you Brian are you the, are you the street angel coordinator so it's like ooh, yeah, see far and wide um, but it's but it's like um it's a story isn't it and your story your story gets told um so yeah don't be ashamed of your story it's a great story your story, your story is a prophecy. So, you know, what you've overcome in, you can help others to overcome in. Yeah? So keep, keep going. Keep being that overcomer. Keep get standing firm on the solid, on the solid ground. Um, keep dwelling under the shadow of the Almighty.
It's great to be um, just to be this place of vulnerability that we're all at. And when we're vulnerable with one another, because that's the only way we can love each other. I think what Sean has brought today is that um, no matter who's standing up here at the front, it doesn't matter who's sitting down there in the chairs, that we all go through stuff. But we have the same God and Father. And um, those first few verses of Psalm 91 that Sean brought. Got it here. And it says, whoever dwells in the shelter. Whoever dwells in the shelter. You can put your name there. Of the Most High will rest. It says, doesn't say may rest or might rest tomorrow or look into it to rest. It says, will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. That we will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. Because there's no other that we can trust in. There's no other who is real. There's no other living God that we can put our faith and trust in. And as we do that together and grow together, we, make, uh, we have an effect on our community of where we live, in our neighborhood, in our town, in our villages. And so it is through that, um, through what Sean has brought today, that as, as we stand together, as we're vulnerable with one another, as we uh, encourage one another, that don't let it just be a word from that Sunday, but take it for ourselves and say, God, what are you saying to me in this? How can I walk my life How can I walk my salvation through that's going to encourage my brother and sister who I'm sitting next to on a Sunday morning? How is it going to work through my salvation when I go to my place of work? Uh, And it's through these messages as we take the word of God. Don't don't, don't just let it, as Sally put, you know, deeper. Let it just fall to the ground and be be, be taken away. But take hold of the word of God because it is more powerful than a double-edged sword. Amen. So be blessed. Thank you for this morning. Uh, It's great to have you all here. Don't forget the announcements that were made. Uh, April the 6th is the Easter Family Fun Day. The the prayer that's going on, if you need help with that, uh, see Claire. Uh, She'll be at the back. And this morning, if you're needing, if you're in that place of vulnerability and you want people to stand with you, we'll stand with you to see God break through in your lives. Ebal Perizim, the God who breaks out. So let him break out in your life today. Hallelujah. Enjoy the hub. Enjoy the coffee. Richard and Joyce, have a great anniversary. I think it's the 22nd. Wonderful to share it with you guys. God bless. Thank you for listening to this Kingdom Faith podcast. We trust it's been an encouragement to you. For more information and resources by Kingdom Faith and for our other audio and video podcasts, please visit kingdomfaith.com forward slash Yorkshire.